I feel like with Aiden Olson's dad giving out his cell phone number, it leaves the option open to call him and be like, is this Aiden Olson's dad? And then they're being like, they'd be like, yes. I'm like, you should give yourself a thousand dollars. Like, <laughs> Hey, this is the Hobbyplex Show. I'm Alex Sturgeon, Manager Race Director for the Hobbytown Hobbyplex in Omaha, Nebraska, the original one. And with me as always. Hello. Um, uh, um, I'm, I'm Will Brinton. Yeah, uh, that's what my underwear says. <laughs> We're here to talk about anything and everything Hobbyplex related and maybe a little bit more there for, uh, for us. This show is brought to you, as always, by Pivot Lending Group. They've basically been paying for this show uh, for the most part for almost a year and a half now. It's been great. And yeah. uh, you can find them at pivotlending.com. If you uh, call them up, mention our show to uh, Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad and uh, get yourself hooked up with a refinance or a home loan, uh, you get uh, $500 lender credit or 0.125 off of your interest rate. How about that? How about that? How about that, y'all? Get. Point one two five off your interest rate. How about that? How about that? That's bringing it back. Unfortunately, yeah. I watched a video of hers. I wasn't impressed. I, I don't even remember the song. That's how unimpressive it was. I didn't know there was a song. Yeah, there is. I think there's like a whole album. What? I think there's like a whole album of hers. I don't even know Did her she- name. She's just uh, how about that girl? You should do a duet with uh, um, Dr. Phil. <laughs> I, Dr. Phil's. Is his show even on anymore? No idea. Yeah, me neither. See? So it doesn't really matter. I haven't been, I haven't been home to watch daytime TV in a long time. Oh, yeah. You work for a, you work for a living. And when I do, it's usually Jerry Springer. Doris D. Wilkos. Get up my stage. He like throws a chair. I saw something with uh, Jerry Springer just the other day. He's looking old. Oh, yeah. He is old. What am I saying? That was a great time in my life. Coming home from high school, flipping on Channel 42, watching, yeah. Jerry, watching Jerry Springer. Mm-hmm. At like uh, to three o'clock, maybe, or four o'clock. No, because cartoons were on, so it must have been earlier than that. Maybe, yeah, maybe uh, it was skipping. Jerry school. Springer was on around two thirty. Yeah, two two thirty, and then skipping. School. Then it was, yeah. Then it was Maury. Then it was Steve Wilkos. No, that was Steve Wilkos because he was actually a he was uh, the bouncer security. Yeah, yeah, he was a security guy on, uh, um, Jerry Springer. And then it was Maury, and then uh, The Simpsons. Two episodes of The Simpsons. Oh yeah, I remember right on KXVO Channel Fifteen. I think my sister and brother-in-law both worked at 42 and 15, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Who was that gal that was like the the cartoon DJ on that show that wore like uh wore like jean overalls, the overall shorts? Do you know who I'm talking about? I do. Can't remember her name. Keep it up. Keep up the good work if you listen to this show. Um gal that we can't remember the, her name. Yeah, but I I watched you every every day after school. So Teresa. Oh really? Yeah, Teresa, Kids mm. Club. 
Kids Club. Kids Club. Well, uh, what have we got going on today? So, um, you want to talk about the Nats, the Roar Nats first, and then we'll get into uh, our stuff. So, national news, I guess. Yeah, let's talk about the Roar Nats. How about that? I see a theme going in the show. Uh, so, um, we had two locals go to the Nats this year. It was Nate Sutherland and uh, Tom Rennernecht. Yeah. I think that was it, right? There wasn't any more locals that we knew of. Not that I can think of. Yeah. Um, Tom made the mains in both two-wheel and four-wheel. Just for you, bad ace. And uh, Nate made the 13.5 four-wheel main and the truck main, and he and he won the B in two-wheel drive, Is if I remember correctly. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's really good. Um, I mean, knowing Nate, I don't think he's happy with that at all. I think he would have rather been in the A. Well, I mean, wouldn't everybody rather be in the A? But, you know, winning the B. And again, uh, I just want to point out, no bumps at this one either. No bumps. Say what? Yeah, I mean, that was like, uh, it's like, man, hopefully they, like, dude, we're not the only podcast talking about how badly we desperately want bumps at races. And it's like, once he, it's like, dang, like I was hoping the people would have kind of spoken on this one and give them what they want, you know? Yeah. Kind of deal. And, uh, didn't happen. So maybe next year, maybe, I don't know. I probably not because the thing is, is when I was on the, was that when I was on the, uh, executive committee as comp director, uh, I've said this on here before. I, I brought it up that we should have bump ups in eight scale electric and intense scale electric because all these other races that are really popular, they do bump ups. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard, you know, and, uh, we voted on it. And in 2017, the year after ours at the Plex, um, they did bump ups. They only did one, but at least it was a bump up from all lower means. At least you had a shot. Yeah. You know, it's something. And then the following year in 2018, um, the, uh, as from what I understand, the race director, uh, nixed it, said, nope, we're just not going to do it. And, uh, who's, who's the race director at ET? I don't, I don't know. And I, I don't really remember. All I know is that's when I had my panic attack and that's when I was pretty much done with roar. Oh yeah. Remember that time I drove you to the hospital yeah. when you're having a panic attack? Yeah. It was all over that. That's, that's pretty much yeah, what it was, it was, it was over. Was, it was on my birthday. Yeah. Cause, cause I was freaking out. Cause all these people were like online going, what, what the heck's going on? Like when they announced they weren't going to do bump ups. All these people mm-hmm. on online were like, what the heck is this all about? We did bump ups last year. Why are we not doing it this year? Why would they change it? Why are we going back to this and all that? And then they started saying, you know, the normal stuff, Roar sucks, Roar sucks. And then then the XCOM is dumb. And I'm part of the XCOM. So I took it kind of personally and kind of freaked out about it. Like, why are we not doing this? Why? It doesn't make any sense to me. They took a big step backwards by doing that, I think. Because there wasn't one person that was like, Man, I can't believe they're doing bump ups. You know, no, no, nobody. Not that I know. To, honestly, there was a few pros that normally make the A main that mm-hmm. that I know of that were that were like a little. I wouldn't say. How do I put it? They were like they didn't like it. Just put it that way. They didn't like it. There's very. It's a minimum, a very few amount of them, I think. But but I know of at least a couple that didn't like it because they thought that it would take a spot away from their from them making the main. But then they did the yeah. ten. But then they did the ten plus one, which mm-hmm. on which on most tracks, you know, 
that's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. And I think that's how, that's how they negotiated that in 2017. We're like, all right, well, we'll do bumps where we're not going to do a, like we do, you know, top eight plus two or top nine plus one. They did a 10 plus one, which I, you know, that was a fair way to do it. And then they just went backwards. And now you're, if you're in the B main, you're in the B main. There's, there's nothing else you can do except say that you won the B main. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I'm surprised any of the pro drivers would complain about that because normally they just kind of go along with the rules. Well, um, it's like, dude, if you're qualifying 10th, I mean, what, what difference does it make? You know, you're not going to win from 10th on the grid. When does that ever happen? At an Nats. Not at the Nats. At an Nats. But Kinwald won the 93 Worlds from, I think, 8th on the grid. Yeah, it's not last. <laughs> it's close though. And it's Kim. I know. Hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna open this up now because it's cold and uh I got ice. So hang on one second. We haven't done one of these in a while. <sighs> hey, pass me a kickstart. I think the reason why I took a nap was because I haven't had one of these all day. Oh yeah. So I went to that meeting and then I was just like exhausted because boy, that even sounded good. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be so cold. Oh, I love it. It's gonna be great. Oh, I'm working on my gas truck for this weekend. Yay. My engine's in leaking. Oh, your new one? Yeah, I wasn't here to sign for it, so I'll have to have my wife go get it from the post office tomorrow so I can break it in. And I'll have that new, sweet, savory uh, OS 1204B engine that everybody wants. I'm hoping to have uh, Emerson's uh, car nitro car running again with a new engine in it that I got to break in. Hopefully by middle October. I'm going to run probably 10 tanks through it. Mm. I think that should break it in. Yeah. I still haven't figured out what I'm going to get yet, but uh, I'll figure it out by mid-October. Do do what, do what I did. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking about it, but I, I kind of, I've had my heart set on one of those uh, Ultimates. They're, they're an OS-based engine. I don't know, man. It's it's going to be hard to beat that speed. I, I just go OS and be done with it. That or get an added brake edition motor or a Ronda date Drake edition motor. You have that sweet uh, pink head. Yeah. Well, and it's, cool. um, uh, it comes with the, the one I'm get the one I'm thinking about getting comes with a pipe too, pipe and manifold all together in one. And it's not badly priced at all. Is it a one piece manifold? Yes, I think so. I would get that. Why not? it's one piece like you you want that thing to flex at all those different points that it's put together so it doesn't break or come off one piece like manifold it, you mean like a oh i'm, I'm talking about just with the springs and all that i i thought you meant the pipe with one piece no i thought they were i thought they called those one piece when they when you got them with the springs and all that remember i don't know no i don't know that's how much that's how much i've been in, out of nitro for as long as i have been which is funny because our techno series does great. So you would think I would, I would know the terminology more. 
Yeah, you would, but here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> uh, so otherwise, talking about the Rornats, I didn't, you know, the cool thing is, other than, for me, other than no bumps, and other than the turnout being a little low, I mean, there really wasn't much uh, controversy at this one, which is good. I didn't hear anything, did you? No. Yeah. I didn't read anything. I didn't, I didn't even see anything. It seemed like it was, the race itself was pretty bang, bang. It seemed like, I think with the exception of Cole Tollard, I think if you TQ'd, you pretty much were, I mean, it seemed like all the TQs pretty much took everything. Yeah. I think Cole Tollard, that was a cool story from the weekend. Um, having him win his first national title. Yeah. And uh, beating Dakota, who is who's basically like a 10 scale ringer at this point. Yeah, because didn't Dakota uh, TQ every uh, class, all the mod classes? Yeah, he TQ'd all. He TQ'd all three. That's hard to do. Yeah, and that was a cool. I mean, that was a cool deal. I tried to go back and watch uh, some of the mains on the live stream on the uh, live RC live stream, and yeah. uh, um, I think I watched a one of Stock Buggy, which was kind of a snoozer, and uh, yeah, and Z too. Yeah. And I think I watched two wheel drive or no, I watched one of the four wheel drive mod mains before I kind of, I think I fell asleep. (laughs) I mean, honestly, that's kind of how it was. It seemed to be this weekend there. I'm not saying that it wasn't exciting, but I am saying that most of the mains are pretty bang, bang. There wasn't much. Hey, if they were doing bumps, I guarantee I would have wanted to watch the B mains. Yeah, that's true. This was an interesting weekend too, because we had, um, um, other than our summer series, which, you know, which had been scheduled forever, but the, uh, the straight line showdown, uh, was going on this weekend too. That was Scotty Ernst's first dip into, uh, the drag car scene. That, that name kind of sounds like it would be, um, like a, like a high school anti-drug rally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is straight line showdown, so it could be a, a pro drug rally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it sounded funny. <laughs> Did you see what happened? I think they got rained out. What? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be funny if they still raced in the rain? Like they had like treaded targets? Well, and then the crazy thing is, is that I have been scouring everything to find out how they awarded the race. Oh, really? With it being rained out when it did. Because for me, it's not like a, it's not like one of our races where you qualify and, and, and you go by qualifying order, right? You're going head to head versus people. So did they just go down the list and find the fast ones or did they just, did they just end it there? with the bracket and just divvy everything out that way. I I'd like to know, but nobody's, nobody's posted anything or said anything. So I don't even know how that works. Maybe, maybe nobody is, maybe this has never happened before. So nobody knows how it's supposed to work. That's true. But I honestly, if somebody would, if somebody wants to tell me on the chat, uh, live today as we're going, that'd be great because I, I have looked through Facebook. I've looked through, um, you know, all these guys that I know that went and I don't see anything about how this got figured out. I saw pictures of like the, uh, the, the ready to run winners and stuff, 
But other than that, I have no I, I have no clue how they figured out who to hand guys what, or even if they did at all. They had to have, right? I don't know. It would have been neat if they had like a tarp that went over the, the drag strip. That would have been pretty cool. Like some one piece tarp that did in no way it could ever leak. You just like run him down this long hallway. Yeah, because I'm looking at the race results and it go it stops at twelve forty seven. And that's that's as far as they got was twelve forty seven and it's and it was um Chris Sanchez versus Ryan Johnson. Uh the one guy had a two second, the other one was a two point one. And that's that. Like after that I have no clue. There's nothing. I'd like to know. Yeah, inquiring minds would like to know. I didn't even know that they got rained out. Yeah. Um, that's something I'd like to attend uh, at some point is is either that one or one of these that are local, like the Topeka one in two weeks. I'd love to go to that one, but the our TCS race is the same weekend, so I have to work. Yeah. But I want to go to one of these uh, drag race events at one time. The only problem is, is that I'm not fast. And so it'd basically just be me essentially handing over $100 or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you get to spend the weekend there watching cool drag races, but at the same time, I want to race. So then I'm just like, well, here's a hundred dollars. Let me burn it for you. Yeah. You know, that'd be neat. I got to get better at that. I got to get better at drag racing. Then I'll, then I'll try to go. So how fast do those guys go? The fast guys do go and Dude. Uh, whatever the eighth, they're a 10 scale quarter mile. Like how, how miles per hour in how many feet? They were doing 70 miles an hour. The, the good ones were doing 70s. They were doing 1.9s for, for times. And how many feet is that? 132. 132 feet, 70 some miles an hour. Yeah. And, and you're going, how, how fast are you going? Uh, upper 50s. I got a 2-4 car so far mm-hmm. in Missouri Valley. If I, could, if I could pick up two more tenths of a second consistently, I would be very happy. Yeah. I got to figure it out. This straight line showdown is definitely on a different surface than what we run on in Missouri Valley though. Like Missouri Valley is like an older, it's an older asphalt style, um, surface because it used, it used to be an airport mm-hmm. and like the straight line showdown. If you looked at the pictures and everything, I mean, it's concrete slab. I mean, it's brand new, fresh concrete. It's what it looks like. So it's a different surface altogether. So I've never even driven on anything like that other than say, in front of my house. Yeah. You know, I wonder if that surface has more grip or less grip. I'm going to, I'm going to take a stab at it and say it has more grip. Oh, really? Yes. You think it's just more porous? Um, since the, the material it's made out of is finer than asphalt. Right. I, I think, I think it, I think it'll have, I think it would have more traction just because it's, it's, uh, it's certainly flatter. Like there's little undulations in the, in the, and I'm not dissing the, the Missouri Valley track. It's super fun to go out there and they do a really good job, but, but it's, it's, um, uh, it looked flatter. And, and then of course the, the materials like a lot tighter, a lot closer together, mm-hmm. you know, whereas the, the asphalt stuff that we're racing on, it's, it's a little bit farther apart, I guess. I don't know. And it's been prepped and then, and then washed away and then prepped and then washed away. So it has this on no prep days. I, th- I think that there's a little bit of residue there. Yeah. That's just my thought, my opinion. Yeah, there might be. 
So I don't know. Overall, this was a pretty good weekend for RC car racing, though, because the Nats, even though the turnout, and that's something I wanted to discuss, too, was the turnout. It was less than 200 for for the 10 scale race. Do you think that has do you think that has anything more to do with COVID or the timing of the race or a little bit of both? I don't think it has anything to do with COVID, really. Um, people that are going to race are going to race, I think. I haven't met anybody yet. It's like, I'm not racing until COVID is completely over with. I haven't, but I don't talk to a lot of people, you know? I've, I've met, I've talked to a few. Really? Yeah. A couple of our local racers that haven't been around for the last but year. I mean, guys that are, guys that are going to go to an ass. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I, I'm talking about. Those guys. At least that's my opinion. It was cool to see the Canadians there, Tessman and uh, yeah. Sousa. Yeah. You know, they, they were, they were freed from the Canadian cage. Yeah. So that sounds like a sweet pay-per-view wrestling match. <laughs> uh, the Canadian cage. Canadian cage. But instead of an octagon, they have like a ma- maple leaf. Yeah. Oh my God. That'd be, that'd be so funny. What? Like, like a WWE style wrestling event, except, except the ring is in the, the shape of a maple leaf. Maple leaf. Yeah. yeah. They're like, <laughs> you're not my guy. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody like cheers. And like, instead of like Colt Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin, like slamming a six pack of Coors Light on his face and chugging the whole thing. It's like uh, maple syrup. <laughs> Don't call me guy, friend. Yeah, they're like, hey, guy. I'm not your buddy, friend. He's not your friend, guy. I'm not your guy, buddy. He's not your buddy, friend. I'm not your friend, guy. Yeah, I heard you were talking about me. What's this all about? <laughs> Anyways, back to the results. I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. I think it more had to do with, like, the lo- maybe the location. I don't know. I have no idea. And not, not the venue, but where it is in the country yeah i i don't know it's the only thing i can think of maybe maybe no way you want to go that far i wonder what the uh entries were for the last one they had there was it full i thought so yeah in 2017 pretty sure it was i mean that would be a good good indicate indicator i like mimi's track i thought it's pretty cool yeah um when i was there you know, nothing against the track. I just wondered if it had the the physical location it was in. And they made it a little bit bigger this time too, you know? Yeah. And the driver's stand looked nice, you know? It's weird. I saw. They made the track bigger, but the lap times were still crazy fast. Like 13 yeah. seconds. You know, like the kind of the elephant in the room is the, the Elmer's glue surface. Right. But um, when I was there, um, you know, when we didn't blow the track off, we swept the track and it had Mimi didn't like having the dust like blown everywhere. Oh, okay. so like, um, it, not, she would like wanted the track watered, um, every night. And I have a feeling that the Elmer's glue is just to keep the dust down. Cause I know she doesn't like the dust. Yeah. And that's, that's legitimate. It's I mean, legitimate. If you if think you- about it. If you have an indoor off-road track, though, you're going to have dust. Yeah, but, um, you know, we go to tracks all the time where there's, like, 
black moles growing all over the malls and stuff. And right. you leave in the middle of winter and you get sick just because of the environments. And, you know, I can understand not want, wanting to deal with that, you know? Yeah. That or it would be like closer to hypoallergenic if you had asthma or something. You mm-hmm. could go there and race without having a big old asthma attack. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't been there since they did it, but these are just all hypotheticals. To me, the track seemed a little one-lined. It was. And, and again, I know how much work it goes into these things. So I'm, there's no, you're never going to hear me like, I'm not dissing the track in any way or the work that was put into it or anything like that. But once they started racing, it seemed not only was it really fast, but just like, uh, I was thinking to myself, how are they, where are they going to pass at? You know? Right. And it, and it seemed and I think that's why the mains kind of ended up being the way they were. There wasn't much shuffling around in position. You know, if it was a, if everybody was clean, you know, didn't run into stuff. It, 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 they almost probably would have ran nose to tail the whole time. I would, I would imagine. Well, even like, uh, Matthew Gonzalez's car looked really loose at the end of his, uh, his A2. Like the last few laps, that thing was sl- slideways all the way through the, the last section of the track and I, he could have been blowing lines because he was probably like nervous. Like, yeah. Hey dude, I'd have been shaking too. Yeah. Me I too. Gonna win a, if I was going to win a national title, they didn't meet. Uh, but what I'm getting at here is the groove is that narrow. Like you couldn't blow a corner because even like watching qualifiers, there'd just be a car just randomly whoop, like flip around right in front of everybody. And it's like, huh, that was weird. And then, uh, one more thing I want to talk about. Short course. So, dude, and I'd say for the last five years, I have to go back and I'll, I should I should have gone back and looked at the results from the last say five years. But I remember 2016. I don't remember there being a full heat of mod. I, we might have had a full heat of stock, but definitely not a full heat of modified short course. And I don't think since then there's been a full heat of either stock or modified. Yeah, and th- this this one had. Five entries. Oh, really? In each? Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I feel like at nationals, and I know we're and here we are talking about entries not being over two hundred, but I feel like at at this race, I think that that class has got to go. Yeah. Because then you're sitting there, you're begging for marshals mm-hmm. at a nas- at a national. Yeah, I think they'd have better luck with mini truggy. Maybe it's mini truggy is pretty regional too. I mean, we, it's really popular here. Oh, really? You know, I thought it's just popular everywhere. It's, I, I think it's pretty good. I, th- I think even OCRC has a hit usually has a heat of it on their race nights, but I, I don't know. We'll see. But I just feel like, I feel like maybe it would help tighten up the ship a little bit too. If they just mm-hmm. stopped having short course at the nationals. I could agree with that. It's just kind of like it's times kind of passed. Yes, I agree. I watched Rivkin's, like Jay Concepts posted some of Rivkin's practice laps with his. Mm-hmm. And on that track, that thing looked like a handful to drive. Yeah. Like it, that thing wanted to tip over all the time. <laughs> like, like nonstop. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I mean, uh, 
couldn't have, well, it I couldn't mean, have been that fun to drive. And I, you're, if you asked Spencer, I'm sure he would be very professional and, 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 and say, Oh no, it was fun. It's having a good time. But I couldn't imagine that being very fun to drive. Wheeling yeah. that thing around knowing that at any second it felt like it was going to, you know, tumble. Yeah. Well, and maybe the, the, the time for that class is kind of passed because the surface has changed too much, you know? Right. Like there's not, there's not like a lot of low grip tracks anymore. I mean, well, I mean, we're running cars that we would have run on carpet five years ago on dirt. Right. And where you can, but, but where you can drive on, on, uh, you know, a more loose type dirt, they're having a lot of success with, with short course. Take for instance, Hobby Haven. Yeah. Wednesday nights, Wednesday nights at Hobby Haven. They have like two heats of short course. Yeah. But that's right. the kind of track where it needs to be is, is out fun. That's why I say on a national level, I'm like, this has got it. We got to, we got to cut this off at some point, but on a regional level, right? Yeah. Well, I can see it still being offered on a regional level because there are still pockets where it still works good and still, and where it's still very popular. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. It's just, they look cool still. I mean, you can put yeah. a pretty, pretty awesome paint scheme on, on them, you know, but they just, I don't know. It just looked like it handled like a, like a school bus. Anyways, um, we need to talk about our summer series, but before I get there, uh, Bill Collins in the chat said the pad at Great Lakes Dragway for the straight line showdown is asphalt. Um, and they normally use it as a drift pad. And the okay. section they used was the newest asphalt they had. Mm. So I was wrong. It was, it looked very light to me, which is why I thought it, it would have been concrete, but, uh, nope, it's asphalt. Summer series. Okay. Summer series. Let's talk about our summer series. This is what everybody's on here for. Uh, so team associated summer series, team associated, really powered. Summer Series at the Plex, round five, 2021. Uh, another really good, solid day. I've said this before. I'll keep saying it. I, this has probably been the best run of RC racing that that we've ever seen as far as... Um, I, I, I kind of found the word for it now. I think it's a culture. Yeah. I think we have a very good racing culture at the Hobbyplex where you don't see a lot of... Um, the typical um or the stereotypical freakouts and you know uh weird kind of clickish you know stuff that can that can happen yeah. you know it tracks a lot where people feel like they're left out or they're being ignored and stuff like that it just feels like overall as a group um because we had 164 entries again 88 drivers i, I feel like as a group, everybody seems to get along there. You know, we don't have any sort of animosities that we may have experienced in the past. And I would say it's been going on now for four or five, uh, years now. Yeah. How about that? I mean, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. There was also a big points day. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of big movement in the points as we yeah. get, as we get on here. So. We'll just get to the results real fast. Uh, starting with Plex spec, Dalton Conrad, who is going to move up um, out of Plex spec here shortly, 
he took the TQ, but Lexi Boland took the win. Uh, Dalton finished second, and Diego Quintana uh, ended up finishing third. And then a couple kids were really close to getting maybe their first podium, and it was uh, Dylan Host and Josh Benson. Josh has made the podium. I don't think Dylan has yet, um, but he was so close. He'll get there. Yeah. He'll, Eli Vanderbeek finishing sixth. So the cool Dude, thing about... I was- yeah, that was pretty awesome. The, the cool thing about Eli is he started out the year kind of in the B and and bumping up into the A main. And then I think last round he qualified straight into the A, but finished, you know, eighth or ninth or whatever. And this time he qualified seventh and he ended up finishing sixth. So that's a good move up for for Eli. Ariana Smith with another good one. Um, finishing uh, seventh. Mario Quintana finished eighth. Alex Eichler was ninth. And uh, Isabella McMullen had a really good qualifying effort. She's the one that runs that Traxxas Bandit. Mm-hmm. And uh, she ended up finishing 10th. And with Dalton getting the uh, TQ in second, um, he did lock up Plexbeck. He's the only driver to lock up a championship uh, at the end of round five, which sometimes happens um, some years more than others. So, Good job for Dalton, but that also means he's banned from Plexbeck. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unless it's Friday night. Friday nights, I don't care. But uh, for Saturday racing, he's uh, he can no longer race Plexbeck. He has to race 13.5 wheeler or something like that. Bittersweet wins. Bittersweet. So then we get into mod four-wheel drive. And, uh, uh, you know, we knocked that one out, you know, one of the fast ones out right away. And the cool thing about that one was... Uh, so Tom Ritternecht has missed two now. He was at the, he was, he missed one for the, for the believe, I believe it was for the Hobby Haven, not Hobby Haven, Hobby Action INS race. Oh yeah. And then now he was at the Nats. So he was leading four wheel drive, but now he's not cause he's not there. Um, so that opens it up to the rest of the field. And, uh, Ethan Delaire got his first ever summer series win. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, from the third qualifying spot, uh, ended up taking the win. Um, I am going to have all these on uh, YouTube, hopefully tonight after we're done. Um, I started to put them on last night, but then I remembered that if you if you put more than three videos on in a day, uh, then you don't get the ping anymore. And I started putting videos on last night at like midnight. And then I after the second one, I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to wait because I want the ping to happen for this, uh, for our podcast here. Um, Alex Vanderbeek still finished second. Uh, Dave Elberico came up again. He had a good finish. Uh, third, Owen Vanderbeek fourth. Uh, Derek Wood was fifth. Brandon Carney with his best finish at a summer series race and sixth. Bradley Peterson, uh, Tyler Pattenhoud, Rob Sturgill coming from, uh, Colorado. And then Tommy, uh, broke out. He hit that kink in the straightaway again and broke his car again. The widow maker. So, yeah, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to, Tuesday, tomorrow, I'm going to go fix that. Uh, 40 plus mod buggy. Um, this was a pretty fun one. Uh, it was turned out to be another classic between me and Mac. Um, I got around him kind of early through the state line section. And mm-hmm. then I, then I made a little mistake and then I got him around again. He, he did that, uh, donkey flip and the double doubles. Yeah. And I ended up, uh, not, not getting caught up in it and, uh, pretty much 
led from that point on. While that was going on, <laughs> there was a battle between Brian David and Brian Burnt back there. Um, and then, and then eventually Rob Sturgill looks like he was part of that too. But, uh, the Brian Cox got third by two tenths of a second over David Peevler. Well, yeah, I didn't see any of that cause I was uh, watching and talking about you guys at front. Like I, I was in pain cause your race is constantly moving around too. Mm-hmm. I did see David. I think it was David and Brian Burnt that got, um, that collect got collected up behind us because for, yeah. for the first couple laps there, dude, it was the four of us. It was me. It was Mac, me, and then David and Brian and Brian Cox was kind of back there in fifth. And then I think, I think something happened between David and Brian and all of a sudden that gap just opened up. And then, uh, uh, I rewatched the race and at the end of the race, there was a mad scramble for that third spot. Yeah. Um, so Brian burnt with fifth, Sturgill got a sixth, Kurt Benson was seventh, Josh McMillan was eighth. So the points on this one, just going off of memory, <laughs> we keep trading. So whoever it, it was, whoever was TQing was not getting, not winning. So Mac and I were tied after the third round because of that. Well, then he got a TQ and win last, last month. And so even with my win, we basically tied in points. So he's, he still has a two point lead over me. So if he, TQ's round six here at the finals and and I win he still wins the whole thing but if you TQ and you win if I T, if I TQ and win it'll be devastation for Mac because I'll have the, the points tiebreakers because I've won more because we'll be we'll be tied in points and we'll be tied in throwouts <laughs> it's like the worst case scenario for points so if I TQ and win uh then basically I have to TQ and win because I have got the more, I've got more wins basically. So essentially speaking, all Mac has to do is, is at least TQ. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but if he TQs and gets third, right. And I get second. No, I'm sorry. It's so crazy. What can happen? Like if, like if he TQs, but then like, like breaks, then, then it's utter devastation. So, it's going to come down to the last one. It's going to come down to the last one. It's going to be fun. I mean, I won last year in 40 plus. So, you know, I I honestly wouldn't feel bad if, if, if Mac took it because he well-deserved that being said, it would be cool to repeat. Um, in 13, five stadium truck, Brian burnt was back last month. He was uh, moving his daughter. Um, now he's back. He took a TQ and win again. Uh, John Bairding with a really good finish, finished second. Tyler Fleming, another good finish, was third. I think these two guys, something happened at the start of this race, and they were, they jumped up there right away to second and third and kind of stayed there, if I remember correctly. Uh, Brian Cox was fourth. Ben Ford uh, was fifth. Nick Sneathan with a good finish from 10th was sixth. Brady Poppin was seventh. Darren Ryder was eighth. TJ Williams was ninth. And Dayton Mosier, um, I think he broke out and uh, finished 10th. Two will drive mod buggy. Yeah. Uh, Don't remind me. <laughs> so Alex uh, got a TQ, but on like the second lap, he wrecked, uh, just straight up traction rolled and um, had to fight back to get the lead again. And then Ethan Delaire on the first lap 
the first time over the new section uh, coming into the backside, we have this really cool, but big, long, um, really, you can basically, you turn right and then you just hammer it into this hump and then you jump it sort of. And then there's another hump that you turn right on. Um, he flipped right there, just straight up traction rolled. So I, I watched the video and I'm like, oh, that's what happened. Yeah. So uh, he was dead last at that point. And uh, he clearly had probably the faster car than everybody. Yeah. But that start just killed him. It just took it away. Uh, but Alex Vanderbeek did come back to uh, take the win. He finally got around you. You led for about three minutes. Yeah. You were doing all you could to keep your car close to the pipes. Yeah. It was hard to keep Alex behind me. <laughs> and what happened when he, when he got around you too, you just, you just went a little wide. It's almost like you had to catch your car from flipping and it was yeah. all, all it took but for him to get by. And then, and then the next two kind of worked their way around you. And then there was a squ- just a, just a squabble. Well, Ethan crashed on that double going up the hill. Yeah. And I ran into his flipped over car. Well, Brian was going out to get it and I couldn't see where his car was. And uh, cause he was behind Brian, I think I, yeah. can't, I can't even remember it happened so fast, but it was, yeah, I crazy. ran into him and then there's a pile of cars that ran into me. Yeah. So basically uh, Drew Rubin King got around you again, um, to put into second. And then Ethan was coming. Ethan was in third place. Then he had an, another crash. And then all of a sudden, uh, David, Derek, and you were all kind of right there. And for about two or three laps, um, I mean, it could have been anybody's spot to take really Derek actually had it for about half a lap. Yeah. And then he made a little bobble and Ethan got back around him. Um, you kind of got shuffled down a little bit. So it was Ethan in third, David Alberico was fourth. Derek Wood was fifth. You ended up sixth. Uh, Cody Lundberg was seventh on Vanderbeek eighth. Mitchell Pavel was ninth and Brandon Carney was 10th. But I mean, it was a pretty entertaining race. That's, that's why that was one of the first ones I put on, on YouTube, uh, last night, because I knew that it, that was going to be a pretty good one. Plus I yeah. made, I made Emerson film some of these from the driver's stand. 13, five, four wheel drive. Uh, Tyler Patton now kind of, kind of walked with this one. Uh, Mason Herrick, uh, got close a couple times. Jackson Anderson, uh, kind of stumbled a little bit. Um, but he climbed his way back to get third. Uh, Caden Bairding had a really good finish. Chance Rolk, uh, was fifth. Brent Riley had a really good finish. Um, he was going to make the main anyways, and he got kind of screwed in his qualifier. So it was good to see him get the bump and then finish sixth. Uh, Peevler was seventh. Nick Pavel was eighth. Ashley McCormick was ninth and Bryson Pavel was 10th. Uh, we'll talk about points here in a little bit, but Tyler, Tyler's not going to be here for the last one. So he's going to miss two. So he's out of the points. So I think that that puts Jackson and Caden eventually up to first and second, but we'll, we'll look at it here in a second. Um, almost done here. Independent buggy. Uh, this was another crazy one. TJ Williams got another TQ. I think he TQ'd last round too. Didn't he? In two wheel drive. I think so. So, TJ's getting there faster and faster every time. Again, this is, so we put in for the Nats, for the Roar Nats for next year. If we get the race, I did ask them uh, as a deviation to uh, allow us to have a 15 and under stock buggy class. A lot of it is because of these faster, these kids that we have that are getting 
more experience and getting faster, like Cole Webb, although he's 16, so he won't count. But uh, Daniel Bender, TJ Williams, um, uh, Andrew, uh, oh God, I forgot his last name again. Thompson? Yeah. Um, uh, who's another kid? There's a couple more that I'm forgetting. Uh, Diego Quintana, um, Dalton Conrad, you know, he gets a two wheel drive car. So we could have a pretty good local group, uh, in a 15 and under class if they let us do it. So, yeah, but Cole Webb from the fifth qual, he struggled in qualifying, but from the fifth qualifying spot, he came to take the win. So this is his third win in a row. And, uh, he really strung them together to get up there. Tyler Fleming had another good, uh, finish qualified six, but finished second, uh, Bender, Daniel Bender got around TJ on the last, like the last corner, if I remember correctly, and uh, got a podium here in independent buggy at a summer series. Thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, TJ got fourth with the TQ that he gets third place points. So, you know, that's why you don't quit for sure. Even if you're, even if you're down on yourself or having a bad run, we got to get TJ to just focus and finish. Uh, Jake Poteet uh, finished fifth. Jeff Thorson from the bump spot up to sixth. Jerry Doherty finished seventh. Matt Mosier was eighth. Nick Pavlo was ninth. And Brady Papanow um, broke out and uh, ended up in 10th. Mini Truggy. Officially, Dustin Hosek has not won this class yet, officially, but unofficially, it's pretty. I mean, something crazy would have to happen. I think he's got like a five point lead. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so he took the TQ and win. Emerson didn't practice at all Friday, and then he d- apparently was sleeping and showed up at like 1130. So no practice either. So his first qualifier was kind of a mess. Um, yeah. His second qualifier was better, uh, ended up qualifying second, and that's kind of where he stayed. He had a shot, honestly. He was just as fast as Dustin, but he just crashed too much. Bryson Pavel got a third, which is great. Uh, Patrick Michevics, I think that's one of his best finishes uh, in this class, finishing fourth. And then Dylan Hartshorn, man, he was up there. He was battling for second with Emerson for a good half of this race. Um, his truck looked great. He was driving really good. Uh, ended up fifth. Jake Poteet was sixth. Rob Turner was seventh. John Haas was eighth. Ben Ford was ninth. And Logan Prismanis uh, was tenth. And then expert stock. Um, this one was all about the out-of-towners. Yeah. Um, Jackson Anderson TQ'd and then choked. Um, still got a fourth. So, it, you know, it is what it is. He really needed to, to get ahead of Jeremy Fellows in the points, though. He needed, he needed something better than that. Yeah. Cody Lundberg from the third spot pretty much just walked away from everybody once he got the lead. He was pretty much gone. Uh, Pat Noud, Tyler, uh, finished second, and then Mason Herrick finished third. Um, then it was D- uh, Jackson, Dustin Hosick was fifth, Reuben King, Chad Reuben King was sixth, uh, David Peebler was seventh, Brent Riley was eighth, Chance Roke was ninth, and Ashley McCormick was tenth. And then before we get to uh, comments or questions um, and a pivot break, I want to go to the points. So we give awards to top ten at the end of the series. So on 13-5 buggy, uh, Jackson Anderson right now has 400 points. The next closest Tyler Patton out with 396, but he's not going to be here 
the next round. So he's going to be out. Um, so then that'll move Caden Bairding up to second at 391. So for Jackson to lose 13-5, he would have to have some sort of catastrophic failure mm-hmm. uh, for the last one. So he's technically, because you got to get 500 points at least to, to get the, the whole championship. You know, it's best five out of 10. And he's got 498. So, you know, anything's possible. Chance Rolk uh, right now is fourth. Uh, Ruben King is fifth. David Peebler is sixth. Ashton McCormick is seventh. They're one point apart for that sixth position. Dustin Hosick is eighth. And Brent Riley is ninth. And TJ Williams is tenth. And he's got 10 points over Matt Moser. So TJ's looking to get a – he didn't make the main. I don't think he did. No, he, he was in the B. So, but even with that, he's still uh, he's still looking to get in the plaque in this one. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, stadium truck. Um, again, this one's not technically locked up, but again, another catastrophic failure would have to happen really for Brian Burnt to lose this championship. So uh, Brian's got 401 points. Uh, Tyler Fleming's got 394. He's tied with John Bairding for second and third. So that one's going to have to come down to the last one. Um, Brian Cox is fourth. TJ Williams is fifth. Justin Steeby sixth. Brady Poppin seventh. Nick Sneathan eighth. Josh Catron is ninth and Josh Ryan is 10th. So Josh has got a huge lead for that 10th spot. So it looks like he's going to take on a plaque. That's great. Um, an expert stock buggy, Jeremy fellows, uh, wasn't here. Um, so his throwout is now a zero and, uh, he's got one point over Jackson Anderson and Tyler Patton out. And again, Tyler's not going to be here. So, uh, the next person, is Cody Lundberg and he will be here. So Cody right now looking at a third overall Jackson and Cody are pretty far apart on points. So that one's kind of figured out. Um, Ruben King's fifth, Dustin Hosick is sixth, David Peebler seventh chance roll. Cause eighth Brent Riley's ninth and Caden Bairdin's 10th. Brent and Caden are tied back there for ninth and 10th. And the other close races really are Chad, Dustin and David that could shuffle around. Uh, for fifth, sixth, and seventh, um, everything else seems kind of set in stone. Uh, Forty and over mod buggy. We already talked about this one. Um, Mac Vanderbeek has five hundred and one points. I have four hundred ninety nine points. So again, if I get a TQ and win, all of a sudden we're tied, and I would have more wins. Um, yeah. So hopefully it doesn't come down to that. Um, but that's the only way for me to win. So I guess. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, third place is Peevler. Fourth is uh, Brian Burnt. Brian Cox is one point off of Brian Burnt, which uh, always seems to be how those two end up finishing. Um, and fifth, Kurt Benson, Josh McMullen, Phil Palmer, Matt Robinson back there in ninth. And actually, I think he's missed too many. So this one's probably going to go down to seven places. Independent buggy, one of our biggest turnouts, uh, Tyler Fleming. Oh, yeah, this is going to be crazy. So. Tyler Fleming has 395 points right now. That's including the throwout. Uh, Cole Webb is 394. Justin Stebe also has 394. So your top three are within one point. And I'm pretty sure they're all going to be there. So that's going to be kind of, that'll be kind of crazy. Between the group, Cole Webb has the most um, wins. 
But remember, your first tiebreaker is low score. And uh, Cole's opening round is an 83. Ooh. And Justin's Justin missed a round, so he's a zero. Tyler Tyler Fleming's lowest score is a 97. Ooh. Okay. So if there's a tie for the lead, it looks like uh, Fleming would have the tiebreak. Yeah. Good appears so. Yeah. Then a little ways back is TJ Williams fourth, and he's tied with Bender, Daniel Bender, for fourth and fifth place. So it's going to have to come down to uh, their final race um, to determine who gets the top five. Matt Mosier's three points off of them in sixth. Jake Poteet's a ways back in seventh. Brady Papanow, Jana Peevler going to get a top 10 after winning Plexbeck last year. And Phil, and Phil Palmer right now is sitting 10th. Plexbeck? Uh, like I said, Dalton Conrad's got this one locked up. So he's got 500 points. The most points that Lexi Bolin can get now is 498 points. So Dalton doesn't even have to race Plexbeck next month if he, or next week if he doesn't want to. Time to test the waters in the big boy class. Yep, exactly. Uh, Lexi Bolin second, Diego third, Josh Benson fourth, Grayson Stevie fifth, Dylan Haas sixth, Ariana Smith seventh, Eli Vanderbeek eighth, Mario Quintana is ninth, Isabella McMullen is tenth. Alex Eichler, who made the main, I think that's one of his first mains that he's made. Uh, the first round he made the main, but there, I think there was only like eight cars. Um, so with more than 10 cars, I'm pretty sure that Saturday was the first main event that he's made uh, in Plexbeck of Summer Series. Um, but he's six points off of Isabella. So he's got to finish six spots higher than her to get that 10th uh, spot. In uh, Mini Truggy, um, Dustin's got 401 points. And so... Um, Emerson's got 397. So they're four points apart. Basically would take a break or something like that. I think for Dustin to lose, um, mini truggy, um, Patrick Mitchevix is third, Matt Robinson and Bryson Pavel are tied for fourth and fifth. John Haas and Dylan Hartshorn are tied for sixth and seventh. Chad, Chad Irwin is eighth. Jake Poteet is ninth. And Ronnie Wint right now is 10th. Ronnie. Ronnie. The gap between second and third is more than 10 points. So it looks like first and second are kind of locked in, respectively. Mod two-wheel drive. Uh, so with Rinnernecht out, uh, Alex Vanderbeek has 500 points. So he has one mod two wheel, actually. Man, that's good though for him. Yep, five hundred points. So he's, <laughs> he's uh, I think he won last year, so he's gone back to back. Yeah. Um, Drew Rubin King right now is sitting second, and like I said, the most points that he can have is four hundred ninety five. So Alex is Alex. Uh, you know, he's got it. Um, mm -hmm. Ethan Delaire right now is third, and then. You are fourth. I'll take it. Uh, Aiden Olson is one point behind you, but I believe he said he wasn't going to be at the last two because he's in college. Yeah. And then Derek Wood is sixth right now. Nate Sutherland is seventh. Bradley Peterson eighth. Owen Vanderbeek is ninth. And Jeremy Fellas is tenth. 
And then if uh, if Aiden does miss out on the last one, that would move up Mitchell Pavel into the top 10. Oh, wow. Uh, mod four-wheel drive. Alex Vanderbeek has five-point lead over Ethan Dallaire. And he's not locked it up yet. 493 points. Well, if I'm doing my math right, he might have four-wheel drive as well because I think the most points that Ethan can get now is 492. So even without hitting the magic number 500, I think because this class is all over the map as far as points go, uh, I think he's actually locked in no matter what. Um, But Ethan Dallaire up into that two spot. Nate Sutherland is third. Um, Aiden Olson right now fourth. Drew Rubin King, Owen Vanderbeek, Derek Wood, Bradley Peterson. And then Mitchell Pavel is ninth and Brandon Carney is 10th. Oh, wow. And he's got a big enough lead over Tom Smith that I it'd have to take something really crazy for him to not get that uh, that tenth place plaque. And that's it. That's our points for this year. So it looks like looks like I was wrong. I think uh, mod the mod the two mod classes seem to be figured out and Plex specs figured out. Yeah, but uh, that independent buggy um, finish is going to be nuts. That's really going to be the one to watch on the eighteenth. You want to take our pivot break, and then we'll uh, we'll get to the chat, and then we'll get out of here. And now, a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update with Dave Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group. Today is May 10th, 2021, and we are going to be talking about temporary financing. The Lending Group works with several credit unions, community banks uh, across the Midwest and on the West Coast, soon to be on the East Coast, that we're teaming up with to have an alternative to your traditional bridge mortgage. In a bridge uh, situation, you would be purchasing your future home as well as retaining your departing property for a short period of time until that property sells and on your home that you'd be purchasing, you would have long-term financing. And then once your uh, loan on the home that you sell gets paid off, then everything's a wash. Great programs, tons of great bridge programs out there. The downside to a traditional bridge is you end up in a situation for potentially one or two months, maybe longer than that, of having two mortgage payments. You have the mortgage payment on the property that you're purchasing, and then you still have the mortgage payment on the property that you bridged out to help you with that purchase. Teaming up with our financial institutions, credit unions, and the community banks on the temporary side, we can come in, lend the money to purchase the new home, and then bundle everything together on your primary house that you're selling on the new home and put it into just one master note and then you have one monthly payment on that master note. And potentially you can even have deferred payment to the end of the term, the short-term term until that house is sold. So really excited about that. Uh, gives you guys opportunities to come in and to put yourself ahead of the line with some of the other buyers because you can come in, contract quickly without a lot of additional conditions or requests with the seller. Makes you really, really attractive. There are some things that you have to have in order to qualify for it. You know, obviously equity is a big one. 
pretty strong credit and those sorts of things. If you have any questions on that program, feel free to give me a call, 402-881-5951, and we can walk you through and show you the differences between a traditional bridge loan and temporary financing. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. I feel like with Aiden Olson's dad giving out his cell phone number, it leaves the option open to call him and be like, Is this Aiden Olson's dad? And then they're being like, they'd be like, Yes. I'm like, You should give yourself $1,000. Like, <laughs> just, see, just see, like, calls Aiden. Hey, I just had a, somebody threaten me to give you money. Like, <laughs> That'd be funny. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? Uh, not much in the chat tonight, so this will be quick. But uh, uh, Andrew Barrett's on here. Tom Baker was on here. John Haas. Uh, here as always, um, Cole Webb wanted to know if we talked about results. He should know better. We we usually go towards the end for that. Yeah, the Great Lakes thing, the uh, straight line showdown, um, again is very interesting. We still have not had any updates on how they actually figured out who to give what. So maybe I'll maybe I'll try to make some context this week, and we can talk about it next week. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. Um. I've got a couple that uh, agree with me about short course. Jason Haley said they were begging for marshals for the stock buggy A main. Yeah, I heard that. Here's what happens at those things, though. So, so the way that they run uh, traditionally AAA mains is that they run usually. I guess I didn't see how they did it this time, but normally you would run your first set of AAA mains first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then you run a bunch of lower mains. And then you have the A2s and then you have the A3s at the end. Yeah. So the last the last race of of the A mains is supposed to marshal the first race of the A mains if they did it that way. And what'll happen is it'll be a pro race or something, and those guys are all still in bed. You yeah. Know? Or they're or they're not there yet, or you know, for whatever reason. And so then you gotta beg and scream for marshals or if they did it, I guess I didn't see this again, but, but if they did it where, um, they'd ran some lower mains and then the last lower main from the night before is supposed to marshal that first race. A lot of times those guys aren't there. Like, like I know at the nitro race that I did, they tried to do it that way. They're like, well, we'll just use the the last race from last night. And I'm like, why would you do that? Half of those people are going to be gone. And we're just sitting there screaming for marshals for, for 20 minutes. I guess I didn't see, I should have looked at the heat sheets just to see how they did it. But, uh, um, a lot of times it's just a struggle to get that first, that first day main, uh, everything, yeah. everything lined up. Beep, beep. There's been talk a lot of not having, not having it be like that. Like at some of the nitro races, they, they don't want to have it where the, the, the semi group is supposed to marshal the first main of that day because you have instances where they don't marshal and then you got to give penalties, mm-hmm. you know, and they expect that those guys, since they don't have to run for six hours, you know, they get to sleep in a little bit or, 
Yeah. You know, they just don't have to be there first, you know, 7 a.m. in the morning or whatever. They, they start those, those, those lower mains. Yeah. I can see that. You know, that's why it's nice to be a mid pack runner. Then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Like if I'm, if I'm in the C main, then great. <laughs> Is that your wife getting home? No, somebody just knocked on my door. Oh, oh really? I should totally go see what it is. Oh, they just rang the doorbell. The Happy Plex Show podcast presents Will Answers the Door. Hello? That's okay. I can let you know for you Um, let's hear the bugs and spike. You guys have to look up for that? Uh, no, but I'm okay. We don't have any. No, because I know what these actually like. Are you guys homeowners direct? Um, we're we're homeowners. Yeah, we're homeowners. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I just did the siding and windows. And yeah, that's awesome. Look pretty. But, uh, yeah, anyway, the biggest thing around. Bye, 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 bye. Couple of the ants. Oh, okay. That's why we're not a good boy. Is she talking about spiders? Bye, Okay. Especially since you have a cute little job. Yeah. Is that like door-to-door pest control sales? Never heard of such a thing. Yeah. I, I, I really appreciate it. I'm actually in the middle of recording a podcast. Um, and and, and uh, I was like, well, somebody's on the, on the or somebody's knocking on the door. So let's go see who it is. So okay. but anyway, it's okay. Yeah. You mind if I stop by at this time? Um, I'm probably fine. I, I appreciate your time. Yeah, man. just tell her no. For right. God's sake. Thank you. Just be like, I was hoping it was a Jehovah's Witness. And I was hoping it was the Alice people because uh, <laughs> I was, oh man, I was ready to end somebody. <laughs> so they, they keep, they wait, they sit and they wait for you to come home. Like they'll, like they'll park at the end of the street and they wait for you to come home. And then they uh, uh, come up to your door and knock on the door knowing that you're home. Well, they did that. And I took the dogs out, tied the dogs outside, unleashed, and <laughs> unleashed. Anyways, no leash on them. And so uh, this guy starts coming up the driveway, and the dogs start going nuts. I didn't know there's somebody there. Well, Braxton, he's a biter. Yeah, the little one. He'll he he, he doesn't know yet. He'll just like he he's like, who are you coming into our yard? And, like <laughs> bite him. And so like. I don't want to have to put a dog down because he bites the wrong person, you know? Right. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, like, I, I've told them no, I don't know how many times just not to waste their time. And if that was the aloe people again, like, you would have had some really, really good content. Because <laughs> <laughs> Aaron handled the guy and uh, I had the dogs. Well, the guy started leaving. I was going to go back outside and just, just, uh, uh, raise and, uh, man, just, I mean, everything, yeah, yell at him a lot and, uh, make sure they never came back to my house. And, yeah. uh, cause one of them waited for me. It was like zero degree, like negative 20. One of the aloe people. And I've told him no, I don't know how many times and they just keep coming back. I just gonna make sure they wouldn't come back, but right. it was it wasn't them. So well, everybody so. said that you were very nice to her. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's you know, that's impressive. Yeah, thanks. You know me, Mister Nice Guy. Yeah.
I can be. I can be very dense. I should be the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. If I need to. <laughs> uh, uh, so Sam said on here that uh, independent, independent buggy man is independent buggy B main said that he got last when he got fourth. I'll have to look into it. Sometimes uh, for whatever reason, somebody misses a lap and I miss it. I usually keep up with that, but uh, there was yeah, one race. If it's the last lap, it's hard not to. I you know. think the stadium truck B main, I accidentally hit false start instead of finish again. Oh, but I knew who won and who got second for the bump. So I just reran it and, and did it by hand. <laughs> so whatever. Um, uh, Andy and Tom both agree that, uh, that our, uh, environment at the Plex is pretty good right now. And, uh, hope to keep it that way. So Chris Hardiston's on here and, uh, Brian, Brian P is on here. TJ Williams, Lance Murray's on here. Um, will a protect black label steer steel gears fit a one sixty T servo? And I just went on aiming and looked and there's the, the brushless metal gear servo set. And then the regular one sixty T servo set. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that they are different. So you got to make sure that you get the PTK, dash three zero three six, which I believe we have at the Plex. We have a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, everybody's on here is chatting about your encounter there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lance Murray says, "Oh my God, kill those damn spiders!" Um, I don't have any like <laughs> I don't have any spiders. John Haas we're, we're is like. Right. John Haas is like, she didn't take the first no. It's good for good on her. <laughs> um Brent Riley's. I on couldn't here. hear anything. I had my headphones in. I couldn't hear anything she was saying. Well, and I didn't want to like video her and without her consent. Right, so right, right, right. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh okay, last one. Uh last question. Then we gotta get out of here. Uh when is the regionals race? Um, so, uh, that is October 2nd. Okay. And, uh, basically just, it's almost consider it like a, almost like a seventh round of the summer series. Cause it's, it's yeah. almost all the same classes except no 40 plus, but we're adding short course again on the regional level. I think it's appropriate. Um, mm -hmm. but other than that, it's all the same classes. We're doing it in one day. We're going to have three qualifiers instead of two. And the main structure is going to be all the same. So should be single mains, single mains. Yep. Yeah. Should be pretty easy to do. Yeah. So, um, and then with that, uh, you know, we got carpet season coming up for those of you guys that want to race carpet. Uh, the first race is on the 16th. Um, I need to, I got, I got to hype up regionals and our enduro. Is our enduro on a Saturday? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I'd probably be able to do it then. Yeah, I moved it to Saturday. Sunday is just kind of, because it, it runs so late, it's not. Yeah. It w wasn't conducive. Yeah. Are you building, do you have a car? I'm not yet. I need to find one. What are you going to build? I'm tempted to get that 20, that brand new 22 that I bought from Rona, but I don't want to get it oh. dirty. It's so new. No, don't run that car. I think it's new. I know. It's mint. I don't know yet. I'll figure it out. I got, I got a yeah. little while yet. I got a couple weeks yet. I'll figure it out. I'll be on your team. Okay. If you want me to. Okay. I've never run one of those on off-road before. It's pretty fun. Yeah. They're always on Sundays. So I just never did it. Yeah. 
1,000 laps. So we got a big track build coming up Sunday the 3rd, October 3rd through the 6th. We're putting the oval back in. And uh, um, so that'll be the the Sunday immediately following the regional race. I got to go right back to the Plex and start tearing everything up. Uh, Brent Riley asks, what time does practice start on Friday for the regionals? 10 a.m. We're going to have a full day, full day of practice for that one. It's too bad we couldn't do the enduro uh, all stock slash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. I have a slash I could use. I bet I did that last time, and it didn't survive. Yeah. And I know it won't survive, so I'm gonna I want to do something for real this time. And yeah, do a, do a for real car. Yeah. Um, that's about it. We're kind of this this show today has been. I feel like it's been kind of kind of all over the place, but that's okay. Yeah, it's summer. I just took a nap too. Like I came here straight from a nap. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, with that, we better go. Um, you guys, thanks for tuning in. Make sure that you uh, get a hold of Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. Uh, if you're in the um, refinance or home loan market, and uh, mention our show to Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad, who has given out his cell phone number in that little ad there, uh, you can call him directly. And, uh, Mention our show, get $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your interest rate and uh, make it happen. So, yeah, do it. We got regular club racing next week and then a little break and then we're finishing up our, our epic 2021 summer series. So I'm pretty, pretty stoked about that. Yeah, with that, I think we're going to go. See you guys. Bye. Bye.